Welcome to the North Texas District Leadership Podcast. This is a resource from and for those of us serving Jesus in the North Texas District of the Assemblies of God. And so good day to you, friends. The coffee is brewed and it is freezing. It is rainy and it is a good day to be inside drinking coffee. That's what it is. So hope you had a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, friends. It was a good one for me. The Christmas time was. We unfortunately were passing around the cold and light bronchitis, whatever it is that tends to be so common during this time. But none of us were so miserable we couldn't have a good time together. And so I had a good Christmas. Hope you did too. Hope 2019 holds good things for you and that you're looking forward to continuing to serve in the ministry the Lord Jesus has gifted you to be a steward of. Today on the show, we're going to be talking with a 30-year pastoral ministry veteran and our district secretary treasurer, Greg Headley. It's going to be a good show today, but first, before we get into that interview, I want to celebrate with a member of the North Texas District family. This is our NTD win of the week. So if you're here in the Metroplex area, you might have caught a story running on CBS 11 News this Christmas season about pastors Kendall and Starla Bridges and Freedom Church, one of our North Texas District churches up in Carrollton, facilitating just a wonderful gift during their Christmas services. They blessed over a dozen community charities and ministries, some five local families, with a total of $100,000. Pastor Kendall pointed out, Very frequently what we do as ministers that we give because God gave. And so one family that was blessed was a woman named Ruthie Watson. This is a grandmother who's raising three granddaughters, 11, 13, and 15. And um, they wrapped around her with the assistance of Family First, our district's orphan care ministry, and were able to give her some, some clothing, some supplies, and just bless her in a tremendous way. They also gave a gift to the Ronald McDonald House Charities, which is just an incredible thing to be able to partner with something in your community that is also doing good. And then they gave a $10,000 gift as well just to the ministry of Family First. So Pastors Kendall and Starla, we know that we don't do these things for attention, but thank you for being a light in the community where God has placed you and for shining that light of Jesus so well. And so friends, if you have a win that you'd let us celebrate with you, or you want to cheer for someone else in the North Texas District family, you want to talk good about them behind their back so that I can talk good about them to everyone here, email me at podcast at northtexas.ag. That's podcast at North Texas, all spelled out, dot A-G. So into the interview today, uh, Pastor Greg and his bride Joy pastored at Gospel Lighthouse Church here in the North Texas District for years and years. But now Pastor Greg serves you, our North Texas District pastors and missionaries, in the capacity as our secretary treasurer. What we're going to be talking with Pastor Greg about specifically today is taking care of of business, some of the aspects of leading ministry that weren't necessarily a reason that we got into ministry, but these are things that can actually keep us from being able to minister. So we're going to talk about everything from protecting our children and youth to stewarding finances well to insurance coverage. And again, this is not fireworks, goosebumps, and in the most exciting subjects in the world. But Pastor Greg did a great job of delivering this, the importance of it, and some strategic things that we as the North Texas District are trying to do for you, our family of ministers. So I hope you enjoy my interview with a wonderful man, good boss, pastor and secretary treasurer, Greg Headley. 
So, Pastor Greg, one of the reasons that we get to dig into these issues today is because you've been spending a lot of time here focused on how we can better serve our district-affiliated churches, or what we call DA churches. Friends listening, as we've said before, this is a North Texas district podcast, so we get to use the kind of family lingo and jargon that wouldn't be appropriate if we were just shooting for anyone and everyone. But this is for the district family, and we have general council-affiliated churches, and we have district-affiliated churches. So, Pastor Greg, can you tell us what a district-affiliated church is and what has led you to spend time focused on this area? Okay. First of all, let me say that the things we're going to talk about today in terms of taking care of business and some of the principles that we're going to express today are applicable to all churches and right. all, even all ministries. So every one of our general council-affiliated churches, taking care of business is vital. In fact, in some sense, very vital for them because they're self-governing. So right. they have a high responsibility to get it right. For our district-affiliated churches, in their case, specifically we have responsibility as a district to supervise them. It is our fiduciary responsibility to make sure that they are doing business right. What we're really excited about is that we're going to bring our district-affiliated churches into a district church network so that we can train, equip, and resource those pastors and their key leaders in many areas of their church life, not just taking care of business, Mm -hmm. although that's our focus today in this conversation. And it's a large measure of focus for what we can bring to that network because it allows us to give to them resources that may be challenging for them to get on their own. They may not have the awareness or the training or the skill, just like I didn't when I first became pastor. Right. I needed other people to come alongside me who had knowledge, skill, and wisdom in certain areas. So we're going to be able to provide some resources for them that I am convinced are going to be a great blessing to them. You know, you mentioned experiences you didn't have when you were a pastor. I have a friend who recently stepped out of an associate role into a head pastor role, and uh, he had just been in the church a few days or was right in the process of transitioning in other senior pastors on his way out, and someone ran a car into the side of the building. (laughs) Two things he had to deal with right when he got there was a big repair on a car running into the side of the building with a a poor woman who cannot pay the money or for whom it's a huge difficulty. And then the big beloved roof problems. And I'm sure we'll talk about something along those lines. So this is important. So Pastor Greg, I think you've got three primary areas of emphasis that you're going to talk about today. And uh, one of them is protecting our children and youth. Yeah. You know, God's word and specifically Jesus, he made this statement in Matthew chapter 18. He said, whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. So we know the importance of children to Jesus. But he also says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Yes. Wow, that just tells us that Jesus takes very seriously our responsibility to nurture and care for our children and our youth. Unfortunately, the number one reason that churches were in court in 2017 was because of sex with a minor. 
We read so many things on the news report. We'd like to think that we in the Assemblies of God are immune to that, but unfortunately, we're not. Right. There's uh, one of our district-affiliated churches where a child was abused by one of the volunteer leaders. The man was discovered, convicted. He's in prison today. But I can't help but think of the impact upon that child. And if there's anything that we can do to prevent that in the future, we need to take the measures to do that. And we are. We want to find a resource, and we were looking, and we have found one, that will help us to provide a level of protection for our children. And for those that are going to be a part of the district church network, we're going to provide for them access to a organization called Ministry Safe. And in that organization, every one of our churches will be able to have, one, policies and procedures so that we're all of those churches in the network following the same policies and procedures so that we're putting in place the kinds of protocols and practices to help protect our children and our youth. We're also, every one of us are going to be trained by professionals through video that will help us to recognize some of the danger signs so that we can protect those children and youth. So it's a it's a program that will give us a complete child safety system to protect our children and it's going to put a resource in the hands of that pastor who might not have had all of the skill, knowledge and training to know how to provide those resources for his congregation. And so we recommend Ministry Safe to all of our general council churches as well or at least you need a tool so right. that you know that you've put in place certain protocols and policies and procedures to provide protection to our children and our youth. So, Pastor Greg, let me pitch you a scenario. Say you're one of our listeners and you're a few years into it and you're trying to find anyone who can volunteer to help the kids. You're trying to say, get something going on Wednesday nights. And you've got a part-time youth pastor who's doing something with the, the teenagers out back. And then you're just trying to find a parent or somebody, maybe young teenager, someone who will come in and help watch the seven to 10 year olds or something like that. What should we have in mind more than just, hey, someone said yes, and we got this room over here, keep them safe. Obviously, that's not enough of a thought process. So give some practical, I guess, exhortations of what does a pastor need to be thinking about whenever they're trying to get a kid's ministry or something up and running? You know, one of the great challenges that every pastor has is recruiting enough volunteers to make sure that the ministries of the church are effectively run. And every one of us as leaders have had the occasion where we had a gap, we had a need, and it was easy to just try to grab somebody and put him in that position. However, it is often in cases like that where a door was open for someone that saw the church as an easy target, and they stepped into that role, they stepped into that position. We had no idea that there were some ulterior motives that were there. So we need some things in place. 
One, we need to make sure that every person that's going to work with children and youth have been properly trained on how to care for children and youth. That's right. I mean, just the classroom management, discipline uh, issues, how to communicate God's Word if they happen to be a teacher. So we need to train them how to do that. Next, we need to make sure they know the policies and procedures so that there's not a, an adult alone with a child in a room where maybe an unfounded accusation could be leveled against that teacher. And, yes, and that is one of the simplest and probably easiest to disobey rules because you only have one person who showed up. You'd but two, and only one of them showed up. But you can't just walk away from that and say, well, I know Shelly and everything's fine. Yeah, there's and there's ways to figure out what to do on that Wednesday night when you've only got one person that's shown up at, for this particular age group of children, you can have the door open. You can have what's called a percipient witness, someone that's going to walk by, check on all of the rooms multiple times during the course of that night so that you're protecting the children and you're protecting the workers as well. That's right. So kids and youth, got to protect them. And in a second area you're talking about today is protecting our financial resources. And so mismanagement of finances is an area where it's really easy to get in trouble. Let me open myself up to to something here. In my first staff position years ago, it was just simply a turning in receipts thing. And my pastor had said, did you turn in the receipts? Oh man, no, I didn't. And it was time two or maybe three of that conversation. And he looks at me and he goes, listen, People go to jail for this. Yes, sir. Uh, I better take care of business. So talk to us about uh, not just that example, of course, but taking care of our financial resources. You know, most of our our churches, way at the very highest level, 99% of our people are going to want to do things right in the area of finances. We do want to protect against that one that's not wanting to do that. But I love what Paul had to say to the Corinthian church. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, he says, We carry the offering which we administer in order to honor the Lord himself. He said one of the ways we honor God is how we steward the resources, financial resources that have been entrusted to us. And he says, And we want to avoid any criticism of the way we administer this liberal gift. For we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. It's pretty straightforward. So one of the things that we're going to be doing in our district church network is we're going to have a list of policies and procedures that cover how the offering is taken, how it is handled by the ushers after the offering is received, who counts the offering, how many people are required to count it, at least two unrelated individuals. And the goal is for them to be separate from those who in turn will make the deposits and record it in the church finances. So we're going to help our churches come up with those basic, simple processes so that we are good stewards, so that we take the gifts, the contributions of God's people, and we, just like Paul said, do what is right in the eyes of the Lord and in the eyes of men. And one of the things we're going to do for those in our district church network that I'm excited about is we are going to have a financial management program that is geared toward helping the smaller church get started, 
And not just in finances, but also in managing their membership and providing contribution letters to the people that have given, uh, as well as check-in procedures for children, which is a important part of taking right. care of our children right. again so that they are checked in and only the person who checked them in can check them out unless someone else has been specifically approved. Uh, but we're giving them not only the policies and procedures, but we're providing a tool. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a lot of good software companies out there that churches can use to manage finances and membership. So we spend a lot of time trying to find the best one for our district-affiliated churches. We have settled on an organization called APLOS. We found that a number of other church networks use APLOS. We also realized that the Church Ministry Network, which is the Assemblies of God Church Planting Network, okay. their preferred provider is also APLOS. We think that by giving this to our district church network, that they're getting not only a quality product, but they are giving us 50% off of what any other church the same size would have to pay That's for great. this. So it's a it's a great tool, but it's also a tool that is both user-friendly and affordable for our district church network. So if you want to take a look at that, www.aplos.com, aplos.com. And so lastly, Pastor Greg, last area we're going to tackle today is protecting property and ministry assets. Every pastor's dream is to have the right kind of building, and every pastor's burden is to have to manage the right kind of building. Or whatever building you have, at at whatever state it's in. Tell us about the need to be wise stewards of those assets and everything that come with having property. When Solomon was giving counsel to his son, he writes this in Proverbs 24, verses 3 and 4. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. He specifically was talking about the building of a house. For those of us that are pastors, we focus on the house of God. And that was one of the areas that when I became pastor that I felt least qualified. Hmm. I had no construction experience. I have no architectural uh, knowledge or, or giftings, and yet now I have this building to manage. The church was growing. We needed to build some additional facilities. And so I needed some people with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And then I became aware that I had the responsibility of making sure that our building was covered with proper insurance, another area that I felt a little overwhelmed in. So with our district church network, we're going to take away a lot of the guessing out of it by providing a resource to them that will, number one, help make sure that their facilities are adequately covered. In the process of doing this, I've found out that we had a church that they had dropped their insurance because of the expense of it, and it was a $900,000 facility. A fire broke out. They lost the entire church, no insurance. Therefore, that church lost everything. A church Mm -hmm. just this past year thought they were doing good, saving $100 a month on their insurance premium. However, once they had a claim because of hail damage and rains and internal damage, the exclusions that had 
been taken away as a result of that $100 savings ended up costing them $170,000. Yeah. And that just sort of breaks our heart when we see that. And I realized that most of our pastors, just like me, did not have the training, wisdom, understanding, or knowledge of how to make sure that, one, that they have the adequate coverage. There's so much changes that go on so quick. There's terminology that change. There's regulations that change. So we're going to work with them to set a baseline that all of our district-affiliated churches will get insurance at this level. They can get more if they want, but we want to make sure that their property, their people are adequately covered, as well as the kind of things that you need to protect beyond the buildings, which has to do with someone is abused, there's a good chance there's going to be a lawsuit, and you need proper coverage to handle that because, as one of our churches recently found out, they weren't even close to being able to handle that lawsuit, which in turn meant the district was being sued as well. And our assets really belong to all of our churches, so it brings us to a place where we're all at risk. That's heavy stuff. Yeah. A year and a half, I found out there's a lot of heavy stuff that you have to deal with at the district level. I knew about it at the church level, but it gets magnified when you're looking at 130-plus district-affiliated churches as well as 650 churches in our district. But I'm convinced that if we do business well and honor the Lord in it, God will take care of us and meet our needs. So, Pastor Greg, some of the things you mentioned today were big subjects that we flew by, of course. Uh, Say someone is a pastor of a district-affiliated church or just any of our churches, and they want you know, the information that we have to offer on this. If they were to call up here or email, who should they talk to that can give them details? I'm glad you asked that question. We have taken another step in this, and we have hired for the first time in our district's existence a full-time district-affiliated specialist. Mm -hmm. Her name is Brandy Webb, and Brandy and her husband, Sean, are church planters, so they know what it's like to get started at the very beginning with nothing or to have little resources. And she has done an excellent job. And you can contact her at bweb, bweb at northtexas.ag or just call up to our office and ask for Brandy. If you are a district-affiliated pastor, we are coming to your region at the very first quarter of 2019. Our first meeting will be January the 12th for the North Central Region at Pastor Richard Plunk's church, Grace Community in Flower Mound. Our next one will be for the South Central Region, January 26th at Bethel in Temple, Texas, where Pastor Elwin Johnston is the pastor, and that will be for our South Central Region. But if you'll call up here, we'll give you when and where your regional training is going to be. Great thing. You show up that day, you're a district-affiliated church. We invite you to bring some of your key leaders with you. We're going to give you a brand-new laptop. That's right. And that laptop is already loaded with Microsoft Office. It has a Dropbox in there, and in that Dropbox is already free resources. If you need to give your children's worker an entire year's worth of children's church lessons, 
They're loaded. They're in there for free. If you have a youth leader and he needs some ideas of how to put together some series next year, we've got several series for youth that Spencer Speed has already put in there for free, and Michelle Gardner has provided the resources for children. Multiple free resources in there. The links will be there for Ministry Safe, Aplos, as well as the insurance that we're going to do with Insurance One and the company that they're going to provide for us. So many things that I can't even get into that are going to be provided for all of our district-affiliated churches. Well, Pastor Greg, in closing, men and women are listening to this. Maybe they're driving in their car. Maybe they're on the treadmill. Maybe they're doing dishes like I am when I listen to my podcast. Just put on that pastor of pastor's hat. What would you say to them in closing? Well, I'd like to say to everybody, whether you're a lead pastor or you're on staff or you're an evangelist, every one of us have those areas of our life that we don't always feel totally equipped. Paul said in Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians, that we're a part of the body of Christ. If one part of the body is suffering, we all suffer. If one part rejoices, we all rejoice with it. But the other good news is in the body of Christ, and that's one of the reasons I love being a part of this cooperative fellowship of the Assemblies of God, is together we can bring together the resources to touch the world through missions. We also can find the resources to help protect our children and youth here at home as well as to protect our facilities. Our goal at the North Texas District, Dr. Galen Clonch, Pastor Kermit Bell, and myself, is that we are a resource center to help bring together our churches to advance the kingdom of God. And so we love you. This year, our theme has been You Matter. Mm -hmm. This district church network is going to take You Matter to a whole new level for a number of years for our district churches. Well, thank you, sir, for taking time to be with us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Lynn. Listen, friends, if you are ministering in the North Texas District, whether you're in Fredericksburg or you're a missionary who we've sent to France, we just want you to know we're thinking about you, we love you, and we wish you a fruitful week serving Jesus and building his church.